Welcome, everyone, to the Jake Dunlap Show. This is your weekly dose of real success stories from entrepreneurs, athletes, celebrities, CEOs, and the people that you love. If you've ever wondered what makes people tick, what are the weird things that happened to them in their past that helped to shape the people that they've became? Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, you can tune in and get exactly that. The behind, behind the scenes, not the typical behind the scenes, but the real stories that shaped some of the people that you know, love, and follow. All right, what's going on, everyone? I am super excited for this kind of quick hit conversation on what goes into great discovery. We partnered with my friends at Aircover, Mr. David Levy. David, I'm really excited about today and, t- and talking people through what goes into great discovery, how we think about it. But first, maybe I'll turn it over to you. Tell me a little bit about what you're seeing with your clients around how they're seeing the discovery process or losing later stage deals. Great. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Jake. So yeah, I'm one of the co-founders of Aircover. Uh, We have real-time in-meeting sales coaching software. And so based on live conversation, we're analyzing what's being spoken about and can serve up in the moment enablement, uh, in the moment support to help um, guide reps through a a customer conversation. So um, it's very common when, you know, we're talking to our customers, whether it's uh, you know, too much discounting happening at the end of a deal or deals falling out of the pipeline due to indecision. Um, it all comes back to to discovery. And Always. now now more than ever, it seems like it's getting harder to sell. You know, uh, Tomas Tungus from Redpoint just came out with a report two weeks ago. The average sales cycle from a startup to an enterprise, the, the sales cycle increased 36%. Uh, startup selling to a mid-market increased 18%. So it's getting harder and harder to sell. And you can either, you have to increase top of funnel, you have to increase uh, effectiveness through the, you know, as you're converting or, uh, you know, unfortunately we're seeing, you know, you know, folks getting laid off, but I would, I would argue that the last point isn't going to solve anything if you don't get back to your, um, your sales fundamentals. Yeah. Yeah. I think we keep looking for like, well, we just need more leads, more leads, more leads. It's like, well, no, like buying has changed as well too. And so that's why I'm excited to kind of talk people through. And we can just walk through the templates that we helped to build out and, you know, air cover here um, and kind of talk people through like what we're seeing. Sounds great. So yeah, let's, uh, we'll start with, um, you know, you set the agenda, you have the starting card that that appears. So I'll, I'll go ahead and share my screen of what I'm looking at here. There we go. It's lots of me just pitching and selling. I love it. Um, <laughs> well, this is great. And I think, look, and I'll just talk about, you know, some of these cards, like, you know, step one is, you have to set an agenda. It's pretty crazy. I hear people like they just launch into the questions. They wonder why they get interrupted all the time. And so I think what we've done here with this template is giving you a really simple way to set an agenda without annoying people. Give a little value. Tease. Hey, look, I know. And again, like the key is, you know, when you use this template, please don't put software companies, please put like whatever industry you sell into. Right. Like, hey, we work with these types of industrial manufacturing companies. We know that logistics is a really important, you know. You know, increasing throughput is a really important challenge. But first, I want to spend five or 10 minutes. So again, you know, peak interest and then set a clear agenda. And it's just crazy how much more smooth the meeting goes. I mean, it's just like when you just launch into it, people are like, you know, after three questions are like, when's this interrogation going to end versus telling them up front. And so if you want to get people engaged, excited, you know, clear agenda is a, a great way to do it. 
Absolutely. And what I love about this is, yeah, like you said, you're you're giving the buyer visibility into what happens next. Uh, and then you're also at the end, you're saying, you know, does that seem fair? And you're you're asking them for kind of approval of, of what uh, how to take the conversation from here. Yeah, does that work? You can put whatever. You, does that work for you, et cetera? I'm all for whatever. Okay, this is the other big one. In the discovery process, I would. this is the number one miss. You have to start with, who am I talking to? Just because someone has a title, it does not mean anything. Great. I work with, you know, 50, you know, I work with many, many, many CEOs of blah, blah, blah. Each, some of them wear a little bit more of the finance hat, some are on the sales side. What are your top two areas of responsibility that you handle in the day to day? Boom. And again, you'll see this. I say top three, top one or two. If you say to a CEO, Jake, tell me about your responsibilities. I'm like, uh, yuck. Do you know how much time I have here? I got, I don't, I don't, I got a lot of them, right? So use that one or two, understand because guess what? The same CEO, if you don't realize it, like, oh man, this guy's only finance ops, then pretty quickly, almost immediately in the call, you know, I can be like, great, tell me about the team. I can say, okay, great. So let me tell you a little bit of high level what we do. It sounds like actually Janet on your team, she as the COO actually is more on the sales side. So we're not, let me give you like a high level on what we do. And then it probably makes sense that if you see there's a potential area here, I can set some more time up with her and then loop you in later. Does that work? I can do that in the first five minutes of the conversation. I already know what the next steps need to be. If you don't know the people involved, you cannot drive action. And that goes back to why so many people are losing deals. So they skip this question. They go hmm. straight into trying to understand what they're doing versus, you know, again, what the, the role and fit of what people care about. Um, you know, and who else might be involved. So yeah, that's a no, key that's point. Great. Most commonly skipped piece of the discovery from what we see. Yeah. yeah and and uh, it's all about your experience, you know, working with other customers, of course, and uh, helping to, to guide them to that, that realization. That's right. And that's why I don't say like, what are your responsibilities? Because I know that that's a stupid question to ask a CEO, right? <laughs> so then the next thing is I ask about top priorities. I do not go into, okay, great. So tell me, what are you guys doing for project management today? What? Now, now I'm having a project management, not a business conversation. So I don't... Because I don't care what... Look, I need to know what the top priorities for that, that, that business are over the next two, three, four quarters. Because if nothing that we do is relevant, this deal is not going through either. And so we're worried so much about qualification. It's like... But we skip over understanding like if there's no business challenge, there's nothing we're really trying to accomplish. It's going to be really tough to get it over the finish line. So we start with the big picture business challenges. And then we dig one to two layers deeper. This is where I see a lot of people, I call it getting happy, happy years. Let's say I sell a project management tool. Yeah, Jake, you know, one of the biggest things for me right now is efficiency. I'm really, you know, really focused on how my team can be more effective. We were asked to do more with less, you know, et cetera. Oh, great. And this rep's like, oh, God, man. Yeah, that's what I do, project management. And I say, well, great. Well, tell me a little bit more. What, what's called like, Tell me about like what's causing that in the business right now. Well, um, we actually have had to lay off fifteen percent of our workforce and blah blah blah. Okay, well, well, tell me more about like you know why now. So we've had to lay people off, obviously. Well, what's happened is we realized we need to be ten percent more productive to grow next year. So instead of I need to be more efficient, it's that my team needs to be ten percent more productive. And guess what? I'm going to help you be ten percent more productive. And too many people, they hear that first answer. They say, oh, that's kind of like what we do. You get the real meat of it one or two in and not by talking about 
project management first. And that goes to the next, if we go to the next card here, then you can say, well, great, what are you doing for project management today? But I'm telling you right now, especially if you're meeting with an executive, if you start tactical, if your first set of questions, the order of operations that you ask discovery questions has a direct impact on the quality of answers that you get. Because as soon as you start talking tactical to an executive, I go, oh, Brianna handles marketing. Oh, you asked me my marketing, whatever platform, I'm immediately now pigeoned. I'm like, okay, why am I on this call anymore? Like, I, I already know I'm going to hand you off. Whereas if we're talking business priorities and then you go tactical, it's much easier for me to want to stay involved. And then again, we talk about this idea of the grand recap. This is another really big one. You should be recapping after each session. Just real quickly. Okay, so it sounds like, you know, look, as a CEO, you're primarily here. It sounds like Dana is your counterpart. She does XYZ. You do blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. Now let's talk about the next section. So you should be doing little recaps through, throughout. So it doesn't feel like this interrogation of like 15 questions. Um, and then at the end, recap the high points. Okay, great. So before I kind of jump into what we do at AirCover, let me give you the quick... Let me. Here's what I heard. We're trying to do this, but we need to do this. We're trying to do that, but we need to get 10% more productive. Does that sound? Okay, great. Or Jake, actually, you missed it. It was this. Okay, cool. Great. Appreciate that. So before we ever go into it, we confirm that we've got the right challenges. Right. And I cannot tell you, we as people, we we actually suck at listening. We are like... we. Half the time, we're not paying attention. The other half of the time, we hear what we want to hear. And so by doing the recap, I'm reconfirming the top priorities. right? And so that way, whenever I go into the demo, I know what to talk about. And I'll get to that here in a, in a second. Um, Absolutely. But, yep. Yeah. That, that's yeah. what we're seeing as well. Um, you know, We hear from large sales organizations, from sales leaders saying, you know, the deal is slated to close in a week. And when I ask what the business value is, they talk about with the technical capabilities that we're helping them solve. And so th this is a problem everywhere, startups all the way to large publicly traded uh, software companies. And again, the key, I'm just telling you right now, you know, I've heard people talk about, I mean, actually I saw this VC say something like the discovery is dead. It's not, I promise you. What's dead is crappy discovery. People have time for it. So I can tell you again, the quality of the questions you ask has an impact on the quality of answers you get. If you wonder why people are constantly getting frustrated with you, I guarantee I can go listen to their questions and they suck. And they are very tact. They don't appreciate the nuances of what happens when someone's an executive versus a director versus a frontline. A frontline person is going to get more tactical faster. Of course they are. They care about usage. They care about, I can go pick my kids up early for, for soccer practice because of your tool. Right? A CEO cares about where's the market going. A department leader cares about um, you know, some of where the market's going. But again, like my department and my needs. And so you have to be able to adapt your questions here based on the persona for sure. But this, but this template is going to be a home run for getting you started. Absolutely. And, and that's something that you can do as well. You can set up different playbooks for different personas within AirCover. So you could have the scaled approach for you know, executive, for frontline managers, for directors, and then even by industry as well. Because you're going to have you know, certain talk tracks associated with those industries to, to really land your messaging. Um, Absolutely. Why don't we, we move along to, uh, I think next go to the world uh, view. Alignment. World view. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, um, let's talk about this. Yeah. This is, you know, I think where a lot of people mess up and again, in your discovery process, it's really interesting to me, my friends, you should never, ever, ever, ever be running a discovery process that is only about asking questions in the call. If you have a, a part of your sales process where you only ask questions and you qualify, 
you are you are you are hurting your chances to win the deal. You have to give something back to the customer. You have to. And so what a worldview does is explain the problem we solve in terms of world trends and what's happening in the space. Very similar. Many of you might be familiar with challenger sale, but it's idea of using, you know, we use, you know, a lot of third-party stats. Like, look, let's talk about trends we're seeing, this and this. And then there's this really big trend that's happening. Right. And then from there, it's like, what are the capabilities you need to solve um, to solve that problem in today's world? Why do you need to do this, this, and this? That's what we do at AVC. Right. I'll give you an example. Uh, Glassdoor, I was a VP of sales and uh, success at Glassdoor. We would talk about, look, in today's market, everyone is looking for those still, you know, those passively employed people. That's about X percent of the workforce. Now let's talk about trends. What do you think gets these people to move jobs? They care about this, this, and this. When you want to find information, what's the number one thing that you do, right? ChatGPT wasn't around then. So the answer now would be (laughs) ChatGPT probably, right? Uh, What do you do? What's the first thing? If I said, what is it like to work at Oracle? What does Oracle pay? What's the culture like at Oracle? Where would you go? I'd go to Google. Great. Type, type, type. What do you think the number one result is on Google for what it's like to work at Oracle? It's Glassdoor. And that's what we do at Glassdoor. So we didn't de- we didn't jump into the demo and t- start talking about the review. No, we set up the problem, and that's what you have to do because that's what how an executive thinks. An executive thinks in these terms of industry problems, and mid market people think you know mid level people think this way too. So the worldview helps you to set that up before we go into the value matching, you know, or the demo. Two to four minute talk track. It gets them talking, gets them to be like, oh, okay, I need to pay attention now. I need to, this is something a little different than I thought. Yeah, this especially uh, resonates because we're we're sort of building a new market right now, right? The status quo today is let's listen to what we did right or wrong, you know, after our call ends five or 10 days later and sit in a coaching session. And we're evangelizing, you know, the the importance of in the moment, real time to help support your reps uh, when, you, when you can actually impact the outcome of the deal. So yeah, this this part of the, the playbook especially resonates with us. Yeah, and it's just such an easy one. So that way... And by the way, many times with executives, you kind of stop here. You can say, okay, great. Well, that's how we think about things at Glassdoor. Let me give you a high level on how we work. So this is what we do, blah, blah, blah. Now, next steps, let's set up a meeting with so-and-so. Yeah. So, you know, and again, I talk a lot about this idea of a level one or a level two demo. You know, too many people, it's like they treat... Everyone walks through the same process. I learned this uh, from another sales leader... Uh, I think Dave Goggin, Dave, if I'll give you credit for that, this level one, level two idea, he just labeled it just perfect. And level one is like five minute high level for an exec. Level two is like how somebody needs to know how to use it. And so the the thing that we talked about in this template though, you know, we call it matching or value matching is like if at before you talk about a feature and you can have the same, you, you know, you talk about the same five areas in a demo. First, you show them this, then you show them this, then you show them this. Okay. That's fine. But where I stop is only based on what they told me in discovery. And what I would challenge my teams to do is if you can't say, when you said this, let me show you how we help that, you probably shouldn't be spending a lot of time talking about it, if any at all. Right? So, okay. So before you talked about software engineer being the number one way, let me tell you how we're going to help you to find more software engineers. Boom, boom, boom. Now let's look at this. Here's another cool thing. This is going to help you to do this, blah, blah, blah. I'm quickly on to the next thing that they said. So I might hit all five of the stopping points. But I'm only stopping on points one, three, and four. And that's how we think about this idea of matching. If I can't say, when you said this, this is how we're going to help you do that, 
I should not be spending a lot of time on it. And some of you might break this call up. I, I actually think it is a massive issue we have in sales that most reps aren't ready to demo on the first call if there's an issue. It's 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 a massive waste of time. Like, look, I only solve for eight problems. So there's nothing you're going to really say where I'm like, oh, they have this other random problem. It's like my software only does like six things. Right. And so like, I really feel like more reps need to know how to demo. And again, I'm not just blanket demoing. I'm being very prescriptive. Here's how I think we can help. You know, David, how do you see this helping you? Oh, it's right. this. It's great. So, so value matching is that concept is that you got to nail the process of linking it together for them and not just showing them and expecting them to make the link. I call that, that's the spaghetti on the wall approach. If I throw all six things out, now you figure out what's most important to you. What's the point? And I say this all the time. Why'd you ask the questions? What's the point? If in the demo, why did you ask me the questions if you're going to do a copy and paste demo with me? If you're not going to use any of the insights or info I gave you, why did you ask the questions in the first place? So again, I just think, I think there's some things in sales, some fundamentals that we've forgotten. Or just like in the, in, the, like in the mind of qualification, it's like we can just do and be sloppy and whatever we want. And then we wonder why deals are pushing and why people don't see the ROI. And you've got to connect the dots for them. You can't just throw the spaghetti at the wall and hope that they'll pick out the pieces of the demo that are relevant to them. That's probably why a lot of you are losing deals or they're pushing for sure. Right. And that, um, that also then leads to the question of, you know, are, do you have any questions on this? Which is when you're demoing. Oh, don't get me started. Do you yeah, have any so questions on this? <laughs> Does this make sense? Does this make That's sense? So. Guys, if you can, I'm telling you, I banished from my sales organizations. The, the, Does this make sense? No, I'm an idiot. No, no, doesn't make... I'm telling you, nine times out of 10, people go, no, no, yeah, yeah, no, we're good. Right. How do you say? Open-ended questions when you're demoing. So think, uh, open-ended questions. And then as I start to narrow them in, hey, so we talked about this issue. Here's how we solve it. Do, now I can start to close them in. Do you see how this is going to help you to increase uh, productivity by 10% potentially? Yes. Boom. So I'm using open-ended questions to invite conversation throughout. And then as I go through it, I then, as I'm linking the problem to how we solve it, I then start to use closed-ended questions to get the yes, yes, possibly, okay, less important thing. Boom. So, you know, it, again, there's a lot. Sales is not happenstance. These are not things that are like, wow, Jake sounds great. It's like, this is how you do, this is how it works. Like, this is, this is how, this is what good demoing or value matching as we call it works. And so Absolutely. we can... Yeah. And I'm excited for hopefully all of you, you're taking notes out there. Um, the last piece I think is going to be great here, which is like driving momentum. Right. Um, so yeah, it's in the meeting, you know, we're, we're talking about action items and, you know, where, where we're going to take the, the conversation from here. Um, by the way, and, and everything that's been showing up on the screen has just been kind of triggered based on our, our conversation, the voice that that's part of the magic that's happening. Yeah. Um, there's no, there's, yeah, there's no clicking here, which I think is pretty cool. <laughs> Okay, so I put in here some best practices too, which I think will just be really helpful um, for people. And then we've got like the script in there as well, just so you all know. Um, let me tell you where you lose the deal, where you lose momentum is you do one of two... This is the most common thing. You do one of two things. You say, great, what are next steps? Oh, yikes. I literally asked you who you were, what you did, what the team was. I don't need you to tell me next steps. I already know what next steps should be because I know what your role is. I know who's involved and I know what typically happens next. And so 
Don't stop asking what are next steps because what is what's the most common answer to what are next steps? Yeah. Oh, this is cool, Jake. Yeah, this is great. Uh, well, um, you know, let me um, let me you know, can send you send me over this and some blah blah blah, and uh, you know, I'll circulate it you know internally, and yeah, let's catch up next week and I'll, and we'll think through that. Most of you probably hopefully are vomiting right now because you've heard that on like five of your last eight calls, <laughs> but that's why you turn. You are the expert. What is your value if you are not the expert as a seller? You should know that typically if I've got this level, the next step is I need to loop in this person. And so we call this process talking about the next and the next and the next, next, next steps. Because guess what? I've sold this product. I know it's going to be the best experience for them. They can correct me and say it's this way, but I'm just going to give them this is what I what typically happens next. And that's usually what we talk about. Is so instead of and and that's why they also like, I'd love to, that's my number two. I'd love to walk. Brenda, through this, how often do they say yes? When you say, I'd love to be able to, to talk to your team, they say the exact same thing. Yeah, I'll send me some information and I'll never look at it and archive it immediately. Um, so here's how you end it. And again, like we've got some scripting in here that we'll share as well, which is like, look, so typically what ha- so you you don't let the pause happen. You finish, maybe you ask that last, we call it pulse question. You say, great, how do you see this? Okay, great. So typically what happens next is you know we talked about those three issues. Obviously, the team's going to need to use it if you're going from the top person down. Obviously, the team's going to need to see it. So what we'll typically do is we'll set up a quick high level for them. If it's something that they see value in, then we'll come back to you, talk about a couple different ways that you know we might do some type of proof of concept or talk about the commercials, and we'll go from there. Does that work for you? That's it. I've said that probably 10,000 times, some variation of that. So like it comes off very naturally. But that's yeah. it. I already know what's going to happen. If I'm talking to this person, the team's got to get involved. If I'm talking to the, the team, I need to probably get more of their team. You know, if I, Let's say I'm talking to a manager. I'm going to give you that script. Okay. Hey, great. So typical next steps is obviously your team's going to be using this in the day-to-day. So let's do a quick high level for them. Make sure it's something they potentially see value around, around helping to increase productivity by like that, you know, a clip of 5 or 10%. Assuming that that could be a fit. Then we can talk about commercials on the next call and see if it makes sense to do some type of proof of concept. Does that work for you? It's the same. Sales is the it's this if it's here, I need to get there. If it's here, it's the same. And so for a lot of you, it's like you're losing deals and you're losing momentum because you're you're asking permission and not really helping people to understand best practices. Of, yeah, uh, because you awesome. know those. You know those. You sell the product. If you don't know the best practices for how your product gets bought or implemented, you need to fire yourself from that for the next week and go learn that process. Because how can you be an expert for me if you don't even know how it works? The amount of people, salespeople who don't even know how their onboarding plan works like, how can you make me feel comfortable? No wonder you lose deals late in the deal cycle. How I'm not comfortable with this. You're not even explaining to me the onboarding process. You're giving me some BS line that it's world-class and so easy. And it's never that easy. And what's also great um, about this approach is you're, in a way, you're qualifying your your quote unquote champion because if you propose these next steps and they say, oh, you know, I'm not really sure if we're going to be able to include this person mm-hmm. or yeah, I'm yeah. not really sure about that, then then you know, okay, I need to find someone else I need to start working with or is this even a real deal at all? And confront it head on. Let me tell you, this is a lesson I learned and appreciate y'all tuning in. Hopefully this was amazingly impactful for you. Um, as you see, like this is my my special recipe for running the discovery. Um, so make sure go check out with the team at Aircover. We'll do some links and everything as well to you. So check out what they're doing. Um, and I'll leave everyone kind of with this like last little tidbit, which is 
it happens at the end. It happens. Not everyone is like, yes, Jake, I'm happy to do it. And, and that's okay. It's okay for people to have questions or objections. And, and I invite them. And I think as a part of this, one of the things I think about is I, I had an instance. I was 20, I think 26 years old, maybe 27. I was on the phone. And that happened. Yeah, Jake, this is great. Oh, or, or no, I'm not really sure. Blah, blah. Okay, well, I'll send the information and you can think about it. And I hung up and I'm like, you wimp. You wimp. You heard that they were not sold and you still let them off. And so anytime at the end, they're like, well, blah, blah, blah. It's okay to say like, totally makes... I, 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 okay, great. Let me ask you this. It sounded like this and this were a top priority. Tell me, like, are there other factors at play here? Invite the conversation. I cannot tell you how many times I've done that, David. And here's what you hear. Well, Jake, actually, we're doing this. We've got this ERP implementation. So I can't even think about this for two months. Great. No problem. You know, so invite them to, to tell you at the... I mean, literally, I can hear the exhale. And they're like, oh, he gave me the space to tell him some additional information about why this might not be a good fit. So that's, that's what I'll okay. leave everyone with is just this idea of like, it's okay. You got to confront it. You know, if you hear the high pitch and I, oh yeah, this is... You got my friends, that is a recipe for not interested slash like, I'm not really sold. So hope this helps some folks. Um, you know, with their discovery. And, and David, thanks for taking the time to get this in the tool. We're excited to, to have it in there and, and really hoping it helps a lot of people as they're, they're building out their discovery process. Great. Yeah, thanks, Jake. Um, yeah, you can learn more uh, at aircover.ai. We'll send over some notes as well. And when you're signing up for an account, you can actually select Scaled as uh, one of your playbooks and it would automatically generate the Scaled template, how to best approach a discovery call. Boom. Love it. All right. Well, thank you, man. Thank you, everyone, for joining. And we will see you on the next one. Thank you, everyone, again, for listening to another episode. If you are listening all the way to the end, I hope you have left a review. I hope that you make sure that you're following or subscribing on your favorite podcast listening apparatus. We'll be back next Thursday. And again, make sure to check out the Monday episodes as well, too. A lot of people are really enjoying these kind of mini episode Mondays. So make sure to tune in, subscribe, and leave a review. 